Hello, everyone. This is Richard Robertson from the Dean's Office. Joining me today is Eric Forst, who is the director of our percussion program here at Messiah and also the director of the Percussion Ensemble, who has a concert scheduled for this Saturday, November 7th. So welcome to the podcast, Eric. I know you were with us uh, last fall. Uh, that was before the concert with, uh, with dance, yeah. where you combined with dance. And so Greg Hurley was part of that podcast as well. That's right. Uh, but this year you're going to do something different. You're going to do a different kind of concert and uh, because of COVID. And whereas most of our concerts this fall have been live streamed, you're going to do something very different and actually uh, release a recording. So do you want to talk about that and why you chose to make that decision? Well, we, we, uh, we decided to record all of our pieces that we're doing. There's seven pieces that we're doing for this concert on Saturday. We decided to record them all ahead of time. And um, the reason we decided to do it this way was, um, honestly, we were worried about a student or two getting quarantined in the couple weeks leading up to the concert. and being that they're all chamber works and they had to be chamber works so that they could be socially distanced from each other um when one person goes down we don't really have somebody to fill that spot there's no doubling or anything like that so we decided to go ahead and record them while everybody was healthy mm -hmm. and i didn't want to risk having somebody um get contact traced and say they have to spend time in quarantine on the day of the concert i wanted to have it down for posterity's sake that this actually happened. Um, that was the main reason, but in doing it, it, it gave our students a lot of experience in the recording process. Um, we, we've done no video editing on this. They're all single take uh, shots with me running the camera switcher in the back. So me knowing where the pieces go musically, I knew where to put the cameras in the right place for the most part. and. Uh, but it gave them the opportunity, like you have to get this right from beginning to end in one take. We can't, so it's, it's very close to a live performance, about as close to a live performance as you can get with it. And it well, gave- In a way, you're probably more demanding with it. Oh yeah. But, uh, if something went wrong, you went back and fixed it. Yeah, yeah, and, and if one thing happens, they have to be ready to negotiate it really quickly or else the whole take is gonna train wreck. So they, they were really good about staying focused in what we were recording and the end product is, is it's pretty special. And, and it was like I was saying earlier, this is probably as good a program as, as we've ever put together since I've been here. And I'm in my eighth year here right now. And this, this is about as strong of an ensemble from top to bottom that I think I've ever had. So the, the seniors, they're, they're playing at a graduate student level right now. And they're all auditioning for graduate school right now. So it's a good thing that they're, they're playing at that level. How Doing many music, seniors? I've been, I have three seniors. Uh, they're doing music that I've been wanting to do for years, and I've never had a quartet that's able to pull off um, this level of program um, with really minimal involvement from me. They've done they've th that group especially has done most of their work without me. I've I've come in, um, and I always tell the students there's a difference between me rehearsing them or me coaching them, and. I've barely rehearsed that group. I've coached it a lot. I'll come in, I'll listen to them play the piece and say, you know, you might want to try this mallet. You might want to try communicating a different way here. But it's really in, in the time that I've been here, this is probably as minimal time as I've spent with one group. They've, they've kind of been on their own putting it together. So it's been pretty special to watch that. So you really have been just a coach. 
yeah, I've, I've really just been coaching and not really rehearsing them that much. Um, the younger students and the, the, the other ensemble, which is the first half of the concert, is mostly uh, first and second year students and mostly non-majors. And that group is where I spend most of my time rehearsing with them. Um, and they've done a great job too. They've done a fantastic job getting some music that's pretty difficult for, for that, uh, that conglomeration of players, you know? So uh, they, they've done a really good job as well. And it's set us up pretty well for the future with the ensemble, so yeah. So I think you also told me that you're going to have some students speak or do some interviews. Uh, what is that? They're in between, and we've, we've started trickling them out on the, the, the Facebook page and YouTube and things like that. But um, I've done interviews with the seniors where they reflect on what they remember the most about being a percussionist at Messiah, like what, what meant the most to them as percussionists at Messiah. And so in between pieces, I, we will air those videos as well. So we've interviewed Gabby Marin, Matt Langlois, and Will Lavoisier. Those, those three students have, are, the two of them have already been put out on Facebook, but we're gonna include them again. I may exp expand them a little bit because I've paired them down to a minute just to get them on Instagram. Um, but they, they all had a lot of really good things to say about their time here and what it, what it meant to go through the program from a, being a first year student who none of them really felt like they knew anything when they got here and how shocking it was to know how much more they had to learn to now being a group that, like I said, I don't really have to rehearse with them all that much. They, they know what the expectation is. They do it, and then I come in and try to help them make it what they want it to be. you know. And then we're also doing some interviews with the first and second year students about, this is gonna be in one video, where it's about why they chose to come to Messiah, why they wanted to be here. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully we'll I can get that done in the next couple of days. <laughs> so. so does the admissions office know about this? No, they don't know about it. <laughs> well, maybe they will want to know about it. Maybe. Hopefully I'll do it well enough for them to be interested. Exactly. In yeah. Exactly. Well, it's a special group. Well, I've only heard one of the recordings, of course, the, a part of the recording of Spine, because you sent that to me to be part of the video that we're making for Spotlight Day. So I'm just wondering what other pieces are there? You said that they're all contemporary pieces? They're all, they've all been written in the last 10 years. I think the oldest piece actually is Musée, the marimba quartet that, um, by Kevin Bobo, who was my teacher right. Right at the University of Kansas. Um, it was a marimba quartet that he wrote for Florida State University back in 2010. That's the oldest piece that we have right now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's probably the one that shows off that group the best. They, that's the one that I think, looking back on watching that video, and I probably watch that one about once a day. That's the one I think I'm the most proud of. It's it's a it's a beautiful piece. It's it's uh, not easy to put together. There's a lot of intricacies in the piece. Um, so that's that's one. The the upper division quartet is doing also. Um, they did Spine by Michael Lorello, um, which is a fantastic work for mostly non pitch percussion and piano and prepared piano. Um, also, um, we're doing Taxidermy by Caroline Shaw, the great Pulitzer Prize winning composer, Caroline Shaw, um, who this is one of her very few uh, percussion only pieces. Most people know her from Roomful of Teeth and, and, that, uh, and mostly contemporary music like that. But uh, she did write a percussion quartet for So Percussion, which is a percussion quartet um, that oftentimes um, uh, does a call for scores for new music for them and she wrote this piece it's for flower pots and marimba and vibraphone um, and it's a beautiful piece there's some speaking involved in that one 
And then we're also doing a piece um, that is made popular by Third Coast Percussion um, called Torched and Wrecked by David Skidmore, which is two marimbas, two vibraphones, and an electronic track. Um, that's that group. The other group is doing um, a piece, a newer piece by a young composer who teaches at uh, James Madison University named Caleb Pickering, who wrote a marimba quartet mainly for intermediate to just like an upper level intermediate group called Pop Psyche. It's meant to sound like a pop tune kind of, but, it, um, but it's about the Greek character Psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a piece by Joe Moore III um, called Denkiem. It's a, it's, a, it's a drumming piece that's kind of based on some West African themes. And the last piece they will play is uh, a piece called Permadusk, which is for 10 players. Um, this is the one that uses the most people on stage. All socially distanced. Yes. Um, they're, they're, they're pretty far apart, but it's the only one that I conduct on the whole concert. Um, it's Permadusk by Jamie Wynn Whitmarsh, who um, actually I got this piece because um, we are part of a consortium for his new percussion quartet, which we are going to be part of the premiering group next semester for that piece. And as part of that consortium, he basically gave everybody that paid into the consortium every one of his percussion works. So I have had this whole list of works, and that one worked for the forces that I had available to me for that group. So, so how has the distancing, how has the distancing affected your ensemble, your playing together? Uh, as percussion instruments, uh, even the piano as well, they have a stronger attack, and so things can sound not together. Uh, or a string instrument wouldn't wouldn't sound that way. A string section. So has the distancing made ensemble more difficult? I don't think so. I, I I don't think we've had as many problems as other ensembles have had. And the reason being is that because our setups, I mean the instrument itself, the marimba, five octave marimba is about eight feet long, right? So just by the nature of how we set those things up, we're automatically distanced anyway, and we never really get that close to each other. Um, I think Permadusk, the 10-person group, the, the kids were a little bit further spread out than I would have liked them to be, I think, in a, in a perfect world. We don't have to worry. They all wear masks when they play. You'll see that on the videos. Um, we don't have to worry about um, you know, any type of aerosol spread outside of the mask. We're not singing. We're not blowing into the instrument, so there's not a whole lot of, of extra um, aerosols being put into the air. Um, so I don't think it's really affected us too much other than I just had to make some different choices about where I place certain instruments on the stage. And I was very careful when we did the recordings, I was making sure that certain people like, are you on that X on the stage? And are you on that X? And if I was looking at it and it looked like they were kind of a little too close, like, all right, we need to move this vibraphone forward because I, I don't want to make sure that we're um, spread out enough. There are some pieces you just can't do. You know, there, there are pieces where like it's all on one marimba, like a trio like that. You can't do that. Matter of fact, one of them was in Spine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt um, was required to sit at the piano with Will um, and play because Will had the prepared part. There was some uh, like some kind of uh, putty that he put on the strings to prepare it. Mm-hmm. And then Matt had to sit at the upper register and play. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do that. I actually gave him a synthesizer. I gave him a... a the uh, synthesizer to play and made sure he was six feet apart from him and when we did that in the clip i didn't see that i did see the synthesizer sitting there in the part that i watched and that that part would normally have been played with two people on the same piano and and we decided to put it on a synthesizer because 
we didn't want him getting any closer. I assumed that Will was going to play something on the synthesizer. No, 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 no. It, it was it was for it was for Matt definitely. It was to avoid the closeness. Right. Oh, well, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Well, I'm just wondering, have you had anybody that's had to go uh, remote for a period of time? I had one student. Um, this and that's what prompted me to start doing. Like I had been toying with the idea of recording these mm -hmm. all semester long, and with our numbers being as good as they were, especially at the beginning of the year, I was like, you know, we might actually make it to this concert. And then I had one student who was quarantined, not because this person was sick, but because they um, they were in a situation where they could have been sick. And this was three weeks ago. And I thought to myself at the time, I was, I, I thought, what, what if that happens two weeks from now? Mm -hmm. And there's no way I can get that person out of quarantine to play the concert. And so that, that one student was the impetus for me. I finally, we, the next day was Thursday and I went to everybody. I, we had a Zoom meeting that night and I said, look, we're going to record this stuff because you're playing, first of all, you're playing too well for this not to get put on video. And number two, we can't guarantee we're going to make it all the way to November 7th without somebody getting put in quarantine or isolation. Well, I think we all feel that it's fairly miraculous that we've made it this far without any serious flare-ups. I, I, I've been thinking about this mm -hmm. all, all semester. I think it's, especially when the school year started, we heard so much about students at other universities and how much blame was being put on the students, on students sure. for doing what students do. Right. And, Being normal students, right? And 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 how um, unfortunate it was I felt I felt bad for the students that were like it, it was being portrayed as if the students were just terrible people, mm -hmm. making terrible decisions mm -hmm. when they're young people. And and I do want to take an opportunity to just say how proud I have been of all of the students here at Messiah that I've worked with or I see. I know there's grumblings. I know there's complaints about how we have to do things. But for us to have made it as far as we have this semester, and really, for the most part, we, we've, we've flourished under this, these circumstances. And I don't know if another school would have been able to do what we're doing right now. I don't know if, I, I, it's been pretty amazing. Well, we've seen some of the schools that had to shut down very early in the semester when they tried to have on-campus classes. And uh, I think it's a real tribute to everyone here at Messiah, but especially to our students that we've been so successful and made it this far. I think our, our normal uh, for a student here at Messiah is a higher level of normal than, than most students. I think our, our normal student is uh, it's a pretty special student. Yes, they are. And for our students to perform as well as they perform, all, not just my students, but all of the students in the music department. You, you mentioned about me kind of doing a lot on the recording side now and, and doing the live stream thing. I've been at most of the concerts this year and, and, and I've been around for a lot of the recitals because of that. And the students are just playing wonderfully right now. The Wind Ensemble concert was wonderful. The jazz concert was, was wonderful. The work that Joy Mead's been doing with the concert choir has been amazing and under some really difficult circumstances. You know, that's been my experience as well. I've been watching these, of course, via the live stream but I've just seen so many of these concerts, and uh, whether it's the Bach Cantata by the, the Chamber Singers, the Concert Choir, the Wind Ensemble, the Jazz Band, uh, the Orchestra, all, all of these ensembles. Opera Pops was a wonderful evening. Uh, I just have been really pleased with the professionalism and quality of what our students have been doing this semester. 
when uh, it's been difficult to rehearse and perform and to perform with distancing and all of these different things. That's not to say that we're not all tired of it. <laughs> like, no. we, we're all kind of we're all kind of running out on fumes right now, but you know, it's it's been remarkable how much the students and the faculty have been able to really pull off this semester. Yeah, it truly is remarkable. Uh, you know, when talking with Tim Dixon, I was somewhat surprised to find that he felt we were in a real minority uh, because we were still having rehearsals and performances with our orchestra. I'm wondering if you're finding the same thing in your area. I think there's more of us, in, uh, from what I've talked, that are performing. Most everybody's doing chamber works. Um, I know. So it's the big ensembles that have been shut down. Yeah, like the the larger, like the large percussion orchestras. I think they're they're not doing what they've normally done in the past. Um, but most of it has been um, chamber works, and I know a lot of people are doing a recording project instead of a live concert right now, which is like I said, where I got the idea from. But I didn't want it to be. I didn't have the bandwidth to do a lot of video editing this semester, right. so I, I needed to do it all in one take. And it's better for the students to do it all in one take. I imagine that some of those folks are doing their recording remotely. Yes, they are. And so I'm really uh, pleased that our students are able to work together in the same space and uh, record in a single take, uh, just be in the same room performing together. I think that's uh, a stronger experience for our students educationally. Well, this is going to be uh, quite a quite a performance, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting to watch it uh, when it comes out. And uh, thanks for everything that you're doing. Uh, it's just going to be a great performance. Yeah, I think I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, it's so nice that I'm actually going to be able to like sit at home and watch it on my television at home. <laughs> I think the students are going to get together in the in the instrumental rehearsal room and I'll watch it together on the big screen. And I think I'm just going to sit at home by the fireplace and watch the show, you know. You know that's how my life has changed of course this year. Uh, normally I'm coming to lots of concerts here on campus, but I've been watching everything at home. Uh, watching the live streams and uh, it's been it's just been different. I've been very busy. And I've really enjoyed the performances, but it's a different experience. Yeah, we've tried to make that experience for not just with this concert, but for all of them. We've tried to make that experience um, as meaningful for the people that would have liked to have come to right. campus to see it. Um, so we have, you know, with, with, with the Percussion Ensemble concert, for instance, there's not a single piece that uses less than four cameras on it. Um, we have some of them with five. One of them was six. No, that's wrong. We had five, five is the most that we had. No, we had six. We had one on stage and the three that are mounted on the walls and then the two on the sides. Mm -hmm. So we tried to get as many different angles, trying to get you to see exactly what's important at the time that it's important. And we're trying to do that with a lot of the concerts now. And as something like to be done in perpetuity, not just for coronavirus. This is the great gift of COVID in a way, you know, that, that we've been forced to move into technologies, things we wanted to do but uh, never had the time or hadn't gotten to yet. Now all of a sudden we find ourselves having to do these things and we know that they'll continue when this, this strange time is finished. But hopefully when this time is over, we'll have packed out audiences again in our halls, but we'll be able to continue with these uh, streaming things as well. Hopefully in the future we need it for the overflow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a wonderful problem to have. I can imagine that after this is over, the entire community is going to want to come, going to want to be a part of a concert like that, just like kind of a welcome back kind of 
to a to a live music experience to be reminded of what that's like. It's been so long since people have seen it, you know. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Well, we all are. Well, thanks again so much for being part of this podcast. Thank you for having me. This is Richard Robertson from the Dean's Office.